Birdland and Beyond. Uh, welcome back to Bleacher Birds, episode 29. Yep. 29. Uh, Matt, name that Oreo. Hmm. 29. I feel like I should know it. Should I know it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was stumping you while I was going to look it up myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just have to ramble a little bit longer and then you can Google it. Yeah, exactly. Come on. 29. 29. Let's see. Man, I got no idea. I'm terrible at numbers. Yeah, no, you'd think we'd be a little bit more prepared, and I would go ahead and put this together. Well, I know is Melvin Morgan. The the answer you were looking for is Oriole pitcher Asher Wojciechowski. Okay, that's why it wasn't coming to me. A bleacher bird favorite, whoa now, hey now. (laughs) Or Mike Wazowski. Or Mike Wazowski. All right. I'll chop that up and make it sound like you knew it right off the bat. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, who, who had that number before um, Mike Wazowski? Before Mike Wazowski? Um, Bobby Bonilla comes to mind, didn't he? Uh, I thought he was like 22. Hmm. No, he couldn't have been 22. 22 was Jim Palmer. Oh, that's right. And that got retired. Maybe he was 22 on the Pirates or something, but uh, so I don't know. Chris Singleton wore number 29. Well, that's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God almighty. All right. Well, that's uh, about as good of an intro as I can pull off today. So, <laughs> What's right. going on with you, my friend? What have you been up to this week? Uh, this week was kind of a blur. Uh, nothing going on really just diving deep into my kbo mm. yeah we'll get into that though yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll get into that so you've been uh you've been waking up at 5 a.m or have you been uh dvring um no i've been well here's a little um i'll give you a little insight into what's really going on here all right so i, I get into work i usually wake up around five uh-huh. in between five and five fifteen, something like that right uh-huh so I'm usually out the door around 5.45, get to work like 6.15, something like that. Mm-hmm. So we do have like a little TV station on our computers. <laughs> and I'm letting out a little little speaker to mine here. But you, they we do have ESPN on there. So I usually pop that on the monitor in the little lower left-hand corner. Ah. You know, I'm checking emails, doing some important business stuff. And then meanwhile, I got the game on in the bottom left corner watching it. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. I, I forgot. Mm, yeah. You see, we're putting the cover sheets on all TPS reports now before they go out. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have the memo right here. I just uh, forgot. But uh, it's not shipping out till tomorrow, so there's no problem. Uh-huh. So I don't have to DVR it. Nice. I'm watching these suckers live. So, so you're getting paid to be a uh, live <laughs> correspondent, then. That's right, yeah. Well, am I, that means I'm a paid KBO correspondent. Yeah, I like that. Very nice. I'm gonna put that. In, I'm gonna put that in my email signature. You're getting a grand. You you should put that in your Twitter profile. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. You're you're getting a grand total of a dollar fifty a month. 
dollar fifty a month. Yeah, right. Well, half of their Patreon. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you provided any content for our, our one listener yet? Uh, well, there there is there is an article out there for uh, for our one Patreon member. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping to go ahead and add some more um, this Thursday and Friday. I am uh, I am off from work two days in a row as we are getting ready to head into the uh, dreadful thanksgiving uh season at the grocery store oh yeah and uh you know it's it's gonna be a lot of fun we're it's gonna be uh really exciting we're gonna have way too many people uh trying to come in at one time so we'll have to stop the floodgates and uh you know just make sure people are social distancing as necessary and um you know we're gonna have a lot of employees there we're gonna have all the registers up and running and It'll be able to come in. It'll be your one-stop shop for Thanksgiving. Say so the uh, the company's advertising a thirty-dollar Thanksgiving feast, saying that you can purchase your entire Thanksgiving meal for thirty dollars. Mm. So, um, and say since we're uh, since we're talking about that, um, <clears throat> Aldi was good to us, and um, just last week, say so they went ahead and this was after our last episode, but. Uh, Went ahead and gave every employee uh, gift cards to cover their Thanksgiving dinner. So, um, if you purchase everything from Aldi, it was pretty much on Aldi. So, nice, nice little gesture. Say some companies do like a little turkey bonus. Um, Lowe's used to do that when I first worked for them, uh, but they did that for the first year and then they stopped doing it. Yeah. And uh, Aldi is actually like doubling what Lowe's used to give us. So, it's huge. Well, I feel like we're in an Aldi's ad right now. How much did they pay for this? Hey, man. Hey, it, it comes free. Uh, it, as as long as they're keeping me happy, I can uh, go ahead and th- throw up some free plugs for them left and right. All right. Well, you guys are going to be throwing turkeys out the front door. <laughs> That's all right. I, I, I got plenty. That's what I'd be doing. That's right. Hey, have you, have you ever heard of or been to a turkey shoot? No. <laughs> Well, I've so never guy, been to a turkey shoot, but I can only assume that a turkey shoot is where people run around shooting turkeys. Well, that's what I was thinking, but some guy at work keeps talking about it. All right. Um, so I thought, I'm sure like when they first started or like how turkey shoots are originated, it was like you would shoot your own turkey. That's what I was imagining. Right. And then you just take the turkey that you shoot home and cook it and all that. But no, apparently, I guess it's like you, there's a bunch of turkeys there and you just like shoot targets and whatever target you hit is course corresponds with some turkey. No. Well, okay. So, I don't know if that's uh, anything you're interested in, but. I mean, I guess that's more, uh, that's better off for the PC crowd than, uh, than the actual action of going out and shooting your own turkey. <laughs> Yeah, I but, couldn't do it, man. I couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can take like little Johnny to uh, to a turkey shoot if that's where the case is, as opposed to if you're taking a shotgun to go ahead and kill a turkey. All right, so Aldi's not having a turkey shoot. Aldi is not having a turkey shoot. Okay. But if you need a good turkey, so you can come on down to Aldi at 7667 <laughs> Arundel Mills Boulevard and come say hi. Uh, we'll have ch- butterball turkeys at 87 cents a pound. And uh, Shady Brook turkeys at $0.69 a pound. Plus, we'll have all the stuffing that you need, all the mashed potatoes, all the uh, bread, 
uh, gravy, you name it, we've got it. <laughs> but that's enough of that. <laughs> that is. Is that a memorization? Or did you or did you prepare that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just me just shooting off the top of my head. Oh, okay. All right. So. Anywho, uh, why don't we get into uh, what people are really here for, um, you know, it, and that obviously is nothing but Aldi Thanksgiving preparation. Uh, but I guess we're done with that. So why don't we get into what uh, people are really here for? Say, so, uh, we're going to start off with, believe it or not, a little bit of Orioles talk. A little, little bit of Orioles talk. So uh, today, say so yeah, I let you know a little bit earlier when we were uh, prepping for this that the Orioles have resolved the last of their 2020 players to be named later trades, and they've received a pitcher from the Houston Astros. This is uh, Miguel Quesadilla. I <laughs> can't be right. No, uh, let's see here. I'm right here, Miguel. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I read it wrong. Miguel Padilla. Okay. Yeah. Miguel Padilla from the Astros. Never so, heard of him, but uh, that sounds more likely. Well. I've I've never heard of him either. Uh, so I went ahead and did a little bit of research. Found out that this is a eighteen-year-old uh, young man. So he's going to be uh, in the minors, obviously starting out. Um, the little bit of research that I've been able to do uh, shows that he spent uh, the two thousand nineteen season with the Astros Dominican Summer League affiliate, and in twenty six innings over nineteen games, but he has struck out twenty six batters. Uh, sounds pretty good, but he also walked 16. So, eh, tw- what's that? About 10%? In 26 innings, he walked 16? 16 walks in 20, uh, 26 in- Does that add up? Yeah, I guess 16 walks out of 109 batters faced. So, Well, I thought you said 26 innings. I did say 26 innings. Okay, so 16 walks out. That's not great. Innings. Yeah. That's well, he, had much... ten, he had 10 good innings. Where <laughs> <laughs> he didn't walk anybody. Oh, yeah. Or maybe he just had one really bad inning where he had 16 walks. And then he had 25 really good innings. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah, because, bit... I mean, honestly, if after you, work, after you walk the first 12, why wouldn't you go ahead and just leave him in there? And if he walks four more, no big deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I go, I go for a record if you're at that already. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, so we got this kid uh, for Hector Velasquez, and uh, in case you don't remember the name Hector Velasquez, like, uh, like I didn't, I found out that Hector Velasquez was a guy that we signed the last week of spring training before spring training was canceled due to uh, the pandemic. Hmm. So, um, you know it. it it could be a something for nothing deal. It could be a nothing for nothing deal. But um, we have a name. It is officially later. It is, it is officially later. Because we have so all the points to be named later. We went ahead and made our trade, and we got our quesadilla just a little bit later. Right. So, um, but we're gonna go ahead and put that uh, put that nod in for the uh, for the nickname uh, for the nickname game. So, uh, should this kid get called up and become something, uh, quesadilla, you heard it here first on Bleacher Birds. And we'll, we'll find out in six years when he makes his debut. That's right. Uh, 18, 
you know what? Maybe, maybe five. Maybe five. <laughs> yeah. Put them at 2025. That'll be after we're coming down from the uh, 2023 World Series, uh, 2024 AL Championship loss, and then we'll be in total rebuild mode. And then this kid will be the uh, top of the rotation guy. He'll be the new. He'll be the future. Yeah, he'll be the next. Uh, he'll be the next Brian Mattis before he goes to the uh, before he goes to the bullpen. All right. Ha! Got it. Got the Brian Mattis drop in. <laughs> Uh, knew I'd be able to do it. It's been a while. It's yeah, been a while. yeah. All right, so um, that covers our uh, that covers our Oriole coverage for today, my friend. Um, yeah. That and uh, a, a little side note: say we uh, we had talked about our uh, UFC uh, mascot championship match, and the uh, the championship match featured the Baltimore Oriole Bird versus the Philadelphia Philly Fanatic. In a uh, all in all, uh, must be a winner, no no interference match. And uh, needless to say, when I went ahead and I simmed this, there was nothing but interference. Um, Bryce Harper came out and looked like a jackass, and um, Chris Davis came out to attempt to help the Oreo bird. Uh, he actually came out with a bat, not quite sure how that was legal. He swung at the Philly Fanatic, uh, he missed a grand total of 67 times. Um, and when I went ahead and fast-forwarded through this because I thought that this was a little bit pointless. And uh, eventually, the Oreo Bird won. Okay. Oreo Bird, a UFC mascot uh, champion. So we're just fast-forwarding to the end, and he won. Just fast-forwarding to the end, the Oreo Bird wins. Oh, well, congratulations. Congratulations, Oreo Bird. All right. Well, the so, good one good thing that came from this is at least Chris Davis swung. He did get the bat off of his bat, but he did not make contact. <laughs> but at least he's trying. He, well, you know, I mean, he, he's going the extra mile for uh, all those millions and do- millions and millions of dollars that he's stealing from us. Yeah, I would at least like to see him swing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. At least swing. Felt wrong not to swing. That's right. All right, that's enough of him, though. All right, let us uh, never <laughs> mention his name uh, unless it is associated with a certain list. Ever All, right. Again. All right. All right, so uh, again, say that in closing, unfortunately, that does it for our Oriole coverage as there's not really a whole heck of a lot else going on in the wonderful world of Birdland. Um, so why don't we stick with baseball, though, and uh, jump on our magic school bus and ride on over to the KBO. I'm not singing the theme song today. Okay. <laughs> well, do you have your your DVR cleared out and ready? My DVR is cleared out and ready and is set to start recording tomorrow at 5 a.m. Good, because your your dinos are finally finally on the table here. <clears throat> That's right. This is going to be the dinos versus, and you could have guessed this, I jinxed the KT Wiz. The Doosan Bears. The Doosan Bears made it, yep. That's right. So every team I've picked <laughs> has been dropped. Well, that's great news, as, uh, as you don't have the opportunity to pick the NC Dinos. So I know for a fact that uh, my Dinos are going to come out on top. 
Yeah, you know, and but you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go all in with the Dusan Bears, and I'm gonna be happy with that pick. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the the series real quick, though, with the KT Wiz. Okay. So I was afraid they dropped two games like real quick right off the bat. So I was afraid it was going to be a sweep. So every every well, the only other series that went past one game was uh, the Twins versus the Bears. And that was a sweep. But I thought this was going to be a sweep. But the KT Ways pulled out the third game. They scored like five runs in the ninth inning of that game and then held on to win. But I was really disappointed. The uh, the um, almost triple crown winner Mel Rojas Jr. He really, uh, he really didn't come through. Yeah, yeah. He had a couple like singles here and there, and one home run in the in the four games. Mm-hmm. But they were relying on him, and he really didn't. He really didn't come through. And I don't know, man. They couldn't. They couldn't hold off the Bears. So Mel Rojas Jr. did not make a uh, did not make a case to go ahead and rejoin MLB and become the new face of the Baltimore Orioles. Well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'd take it. <laughs> I'd take him because he he did yeah he, he did almost get the triple crown and and that batting average race was like was tight and they were all batting like three fifty so I, I'd take that with the nose of course that's going to drop a little bit in the MLB but I'd take that man you know what I did see um, and we might have talked about this a week ago or a couple of weeks ago but um, somebody asked that if the Orioles were related or were interested in a KBO uh, infielder. Um, I saw this on, yeah, I saw this on Twitter. Uh, it, it was this past week, say it was uh, since we've recorded last. Right. And somebody went ahead, and I, I wish I would have saved that. But um, I feel like it was the infielder that we had potentially talked about. Uh, the short. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going to say like Hassel and Kim, but it wasn't not like are you talking about the the shortstop from the Cuban Heroes? Probably. What's what's the guy's name? I'll tell you. Well, let's see. Yeah, Hassan Hassan Kim. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but while you're looking that up, the Bears. Um, it's kind of crazy. I think they've won the past three out of five years. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem like it because all the talk is about the Dinos. I feel like the Dinos have been like the Yankees this year. But well, the Dinos have only been around since 2013. They're only like a seven-year organization. So to compare them to the New York Yankees is a little bit unfair, Matt. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you here. But they're the team that went out and spent all the money and got all these like big-name players. But um, really, it's the Bears that are that have like a dynasty here. Mm-hmm. So they got a good shot. <laughs> so I'll take them. And I just probably put the jinx on them. Probably. And that's okay, see, because you, you and I both know that I'm pulling for the dinos. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, here it was. It was uh, Kim Ha-seong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Infielder, uh, Orioles, blah, blah, blah. Not, not too much about it, but anyhow. But he was connected with the Orioles somehow? Yeah, just somebody tweeted out uh, if the Orioles would be a good, uh, would be a good landing spot for him. <laughs> no response. No response. We we all know how well that worked out for uh, Hunsu Kim. Hey man, I liked I liked him. You liked him. I liked him. Seemed like a large part of the fan base liked him, but um, it didn't really pan out for him, did it? No. 
No. But anyway, yeah, the series starts tomorrow. This is best of seven, so it's going to be a real, real playoff series. We get to see it play out. Mm-hmm. Um, your Dinos, man, they get they get five games in the homestand. So not in the homestand, but it's kind of weird. In a seven-game series, they get five of the home games. Yeah, well, I mean, they they played throughout the season and earned it, so. Yeah, I just thought that was a little, a little strange. Well, you know what? What's interesting is that uh, you mentioned the the Bears. Uh, the Bears are the defending champions, and they've won three of the past five titles. Mm-hmm. Um, the second of the three championships, the Bears swept the Dinos in 2016. Ooh. So this will be a little bit of a grudge match. Um, to see how this goes. Yeah. So the uh, the Dinos did win the series, the season series, nine to seven. Though. But you know who's going to be the the X factor there. I don't know if they had a Mike Wright Jr. for that series, and I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you forgot. Could you imagine if Mike Wright Jr. ends up being the MVP of the KBO <laughs> championship? I, I might. I might have to get a Mike Wright Jr. Uh, Dinos jersey. jersey. Yeah, <laughs> he might. He might be. He started off the year really well. Yeah, guys, if we're ever allowed inside Camden Yards again and you see a guy wearing a Mike Wright Dinos jersey, just know that it's me. <laughs> he, he's, the, he's the final standing KBO, KBOs. KBO with the KBOs? Yeah, so we got our, got mm-hmm. got to root for him, but I'm, I'm pulling for the Bears here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so, uh, so game one on tomorrow morning. Uh, Dinos are probably going to – they're probably going to throw a American pitcher, but it's not going to be Mike Wright Jr. It's probably going to end up being Drew Ruchinski. <laughs> Ruchinski. Yes, it will be him, yep. Yeah, so 19-5 and five this season with a 3.05 ERA. I mean, that's it's pretty darn, uh, pretty darn good there. Mm-hmm. And uh, another name on the other side might be familiar, Alcantara. Oh, Contra. Jose, Jose Contra. <laughs> that, uh, is that the Nintendo game where you went around trying to like shoot the uh, shoot the bad guys and everybody was hoping to get the spread gun, but then sometimes you get the stupid laser gun and nobody likes that gun? Yeah, and then you just, well, if you get the spread gun, then you just shoot your partner. Yeah. Wasn't that one of the games where you could shoot, shoot your uh, teammate? Um, I feel like you could in Super Contra, but not Contra. I hated that, man. That's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why do they got to make it realistic where you could really shoot your own teammate? Yeah. You know? That's what always killed me in Battletoads, too. You can hit your own guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you would get to that level where, like, you couldn't beat it, and you would just start beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the level where you're, where you're riding those, like, flying, um, those, like, those spaceships. Yeah. I don't know who, who could ever beat that level. Well, apparently there was some BS warp to that where uh, you would, like, pass, like, the first five walls and then, like, you just slam into the other one and it takes you to the finish line. Wait, oh, the end of the level or end of the game? Yeah, yeah, the end of the level. Oh, okay. So, anywho, so I'm not quite sure how we got started on that one. Oh, Contreras. <laughs> yeah, Will Contreras. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. No, no, I, I don't know. You don't, I'm just mentioning a name. What, sounds like Contra. Why am I relying on you? I know these names better than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Raul Alcantara. Raul Alcantara is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, close. Close enough. Yeah, he did some time in MLB. 
Gotcha. So yeah, but I need my boy. Uh, I need my boy Jose Fernandez to start hitting. I think he's had two hits in the entire uh, postseason so far. Ooh. So, but the Bears have pulled it out without him. So if you can get if you can get going, they got a good shot. Well, I I I would wish him luck, but I mean, once again, say we all know that I am the biggest NC Dinos fan in the world. So therefore, I will uh, I will not be wishing them luck. I will be wishing them a quick uh, quick loss, quick defeat. Yeah. And uh, can't wait to see Swole Daddy hold the uh, hold the <laughs> Korean championship. Well, I'm just glad you're going to be watching. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Say, so, as a matter of fact, say so since you uh, since you've been so kind to remind me, it's the first thing I'll do when I go upstairs. And the uh, hot Irish wife will just be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm recording the KBO championship. Yeah, what?" Yeah, I'm recording the KBO championship. Do you know how happy she's going to be knowing that tomorrow night <laughs> when we're laying down relaxing before we uh before we go to bed that there's nothing no football on TV so she won't have to watch football but she's going to instead have to watch the KBO championship <laughs> game. Well, they might end up with two more fans. That's what I'm hoping for. They, <clears throat> well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh but we'll watch it anyway. All right. All right. You got, uh, you got anything else KB overlaid, Buff Road? I'm just letting that yawn die so I can uh, cut that out. Appreciate I'm tired it. of you yawning during, my, during KBO. <laughs> well, you know, what you going to do? Nah, man, I'm just excited for the game. So I'll be, I'll be, watch, I'll be watching at work. All right. So it's a, <laughs> uh, it's a, what is it? It's a best of five series? No, seven. Man, you, yeah. Best of seven. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're you're saying Doosan Bears and how many? Uh, I'll say Doosan Bears in six. Sound of a, I was going to say uh, Dinos and six. That's different. You can say that six games sounds like it's going to be a competitive series, but yeah. All right, all right. I say Dinos and six. You say Bears and six. Right. That's fair enough. Yep. Birdland Sports for fans by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. All right. Uh, well, why don't we come right on back in over to the U.S. And, uh, you know, I, I forgot a very, very important part of our show. Um, why don't we go ahead and get to the shout outs? We can go ahead and uh, run down the list of all of our uh, Patreon subscribers. Um, you know, these are the huge fans of uh, huge fans of the Bleacher Birds. They go ahead and jump on to patreon.com slash bleacherbird and uh or bleacher birds and uh they give us a whopping three dollars a month and i i only feel it necessary to go ahead and mention these guys because they're just they're absolutely uh they're the backbone of this podcast so uh our first uh our first uh first patreon member is todd all right and that uh that goes ahead and fulfills the uh <laughs> fulfills the patreon and uh the fulfills the uh fulfills the shout out. Oh man, I'm a... <laughs> shout, shout out to our Patreon member Todd. All right, nice and quick. All right, nice and quick. That's right. How's it going, Todd? <laughs> How the hell are you? All right. So, um, well, now that we've uh, touched on all of the happier points and the uh, the brighter sides of things, uh, Matt, I guess we may as well play the music. Take- Learn to fly again, learn to live 
All right, so uh, once again, some uh, some broken wings here. Uh, Ravens lose their third game of the season. They lose 23-17 to the New England Patriots. Um, no Tom Brady, no Rob Gronkowski. No Gronk. Uh, you know, no, uh, no Julian Edelman. Um, I don't think Sony Michelle played. I don't even think he's on that team anymore. But um, n- none of those guys, no problem. So uh, what we find out is that the Ravens go ahead and lose this game. They lose 23-17. to 17. Uh, The game was played in a monsoon. Uh, just absolute torrential downpour. It started off, you know, relatively light. And people were talking about the winds and what might have been. Um... The rain started to get heavier and heavier, and by time the uh, by time it was the fourth quarter, the rain was just ridiculous. Um, you know, we did a little bit of investigating, and we later found out that uh, it in fact wasn't rain. Uh, Bill Belichick just had some monstrous uh, fans brought in, and um, and some had some hoses hooked up to him, and he was just spraying water onto the field. Uh, so all of this was actually just a master plan of Bill Belichick on how to beat the Ravens. He figured that if he just slicked up the field, uh, Lamar wouldn't be able to get his footing, uh, so he wouldn't be able to run all over the Patriots like he did last year. That makes sense to me. Doesn't it? There you go. I mean, there you go. he's always got some, like, tricks. He's always, like, pulling some... I don't know if it's just when he plays us or if it's just when he, when he plays every team, but he's always got some trick. And he did it. He did it last night with the with the receiver um, throwing the throwing the pass. Mm-hmm. He's always got something. And then there was one play where I don't know. They were talking like it might have been illegal. Like a one of his linemen might not have reported again. Oh yeah. But he was just in the right spot, and it threw off the Ravens' defense. Like he. Well, they did a uh, they did a pick play that was completely legal because the guy jumped like on the other side of the line to go ahead and do the pick, mm-hmm. like on the um, yeah he, he he jumped the line and then jumped back, and because he was on the other side of the line of scrimmage, it didn't count as a pick. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, it was just complete BS. Harbaugh was going off, and the refs were just like, eh, "It's legal." So. Yeah, but I hate that. It's always like he he tries to exploit the rules somehow. Mm-hmm. It it just it makes it does this that actually makes me feel like um, it reminds me of dodgeball. Because remember we would play some tournaments where guys would um, just take it. Oh, they would get one person out, and then they would just hold the ball the entire time. Either that, or they'd find some rule to manipulate, like no headshots. So you'd see guys like laying on their stomachs. So the only part of them you could hit is their head, and then you'd be out if you hit them. Yeah, they would headbutt the ball as you throw it. Yeah, so I, I hated teams like that. I hated teams that couldn't just play straight up and just manipulate the rules of the win. Yeah, I don't know. Just reminded me of that. Yeah, so uh, so there's a there are a few screwy plays in this. Um, say, so of course, the wide receiver throwing the touchdown pass that was an absolute embarrassment. Uh, Patrick Queen looked like he hadn't played linebacker. Um, you know, at all in his life uh, when covering the wide receiver on that. He just looked completely just baffled by that uh, by that play. Um, 
you know, it, the other there were a couple of bonehead plays that for the Ravens though. And the first one that comes to mind is right before the second half, uh, Lamar goes ahead. They were probably just out of field goal range, but we got about like 24 seconds left, something like that. And we can still, uh, we can still get a couple of plays in. So Lamar goes for it all and goes ahead and throws a uh, deep pass for Hollywood Brown, who, uh, you know, that's uh that's Lamar's soldier. So uh <laughs> we we figured uh Lamar trying to use his soldier went ahead and threw the ball up to his soldier and his soldier just went ahead and stuck his hands in his pockets. Um, you know, and, and just he just went ahead and let the ball be intercepted. And he was just like, Oh well, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and just relax, just stick my hands in my pockets, not doing anything. It's my little dog pockets. Um, you know, it just, it, you know, there's, there, there's a pro wrestler goes ahead and does more by sticking his hands in his pockets and wrestles with his hands in his pockets, as opposed to, uh, what Hollywood Brown did with his arms free. Um, and Hollywood just completely gave up on that play. He didn't fight for it. It was after the guy intercepted the ball, then Hollywood was like, Oh, whoops, I guess I better make an effort. And I tell you what, Sam, I'm getting a little bit tired of uh, getting a little tired of Hollywood Brown. Mm. Um, you know, it, this season's got a, a lot of issues, but um, whether it be Hollywood's uh, his fire or his uh, wait his passion for the game, maybe that's what it is. Uh, but he's coming out like a. Uh, He's coming off as as a uh, he's a bit of a prick, <laughs> you know. It's just like Hollywood crying for the ball, crying for the ball. Lamar goes ahead and tries to force him the ball and tries to feed him the ball, and he just decides, eh, no, we really want to go up for this one. You know, eh, I'm gonna let this other guy go ahead and catch it. If he would have at least knocked it down, we would have been able to get one more playoff and then potentially go ahead and kick the uh, kick the long distance field goal. You know the rain, the monsoon hadn't uh, hadn't really picked up that bad just yet. So you know, I'm not saying that Tucker can hit a 63 yarder every single try, but I feel like we're probably closer in 63 yards, or we would have been. And uh, you know, with, with Tucker, it you, you gotta assume that he can make a shot like that. You know, or at least he wants to try. Yeah, absolutely wants to try. So, um, but yeah, so we had the the bonehead play by Hollywood. Um, and then, and, and this was where, uh, where I just started cussing out Harbaugh the entire time. Um, as a matter of fact, if you go onto our Twitter, you'll see a, a little feed of, uh, let's see, uh, the screaming cook, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a little gif that says, uh, and it's me to John Harbaugh. And it's Ramsey go ahead and take two pieces of bread and saying, what are you? <laughs> I was like, an idiot sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but that was me to John Harbaugh after he decided on fourth and, fourth and one or fourth and two to go ahead with a direct snap to Mark Ingram. During the rain, and again, it wasn't monsoon, but it definitely was raining and raining hard. 
direct snap to uh, Mark Ingram. And I'm aware that that play worked against Houston. Um, and Ingram not only got the first down, but got the touchdown on that play. I'm aware that that worked once. But isn't that going to the well a little bit too often? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we got away with it once. Do we really want to go ahead and bring it back uh, this soon? You know, you go ahead, you run a play once during the season, see how it goes, and then you go ahead and maybe tuck it away until the playoffs. I don't necessarily think during a uh, during a thunderstorm, during a rain game, during a monsoon game, that this was the game to go ahead and bring it out. Right. If so, um, if I'm thinking of the right play here, was that the first of what ended up being many snaps that weren't really uh, in the in the strike zone? Yeah, and we'll 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 get to that. Okay. Um, we'll. we'll We'll get to uh, to that character so you, um, you were, in, in a minute. With that one, specific, with that one specifically, though, you never know if you would have caught that ball. What would have happened? I guess. But I, yeah, you, but I can see why you wouldn't want them to keep going back to that. You, you don't, but to the same extent, and it's just like, and we saw, um, you know, Lamar was doing his best to go ahead and handle those snaps. Um, and I've, especially with the game being the way that it was, I'd have much more trusted Lamar to go ahead and handle the snap, you know, and maybe he hands it off to Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram does a, uh, uh, does a flea flicker to him or something like that, you know, but it's just like it snap the ball to the guy who's ready to receive it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like how many times has Mark Ingram run that play? I can't imagine it's been a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, I mean, how many snaps is he taking? Right. And then to do it in the rain is kind of crazy. Right. Now, all of that being said, um, Matt, you want to take a guess at who our leading rusher was last night? Oh, let's see. I think Lamar had like 55. Mm-hmm. Um, Edwards was probably close to that. I guess I'll say Edwards. Lamar Jackson, 55 yards rushing oh, okay. by the team. Um, so, now, Lamar had, and I, I lost track of it, but it's like a 99 uh, QB rating from last night, mm-hmm. something like that. A pretty good QB rating la- last night. He was 24-34. He had 249 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, all of this, again, in a monsoon. So so thrown for over 200 yards during a monsoon, you really can't complain about that too much, um, especially when you look at, and we briefly touched on this, the terrible, terrible snaps that were coming from Matt Scora. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrible. Just absolutely abominable. Terrible, terrible play by Matt Score. And I want to preface this by saying that, uh, you know, I don't support the nonsense uh, that was sent to this guy in regards to his family and things of that sort. Apparently, uh, some Ravens fans just really, really just went off um, about the game, you know, went off on him understandably, but then brought his family into it. And there's no need to bring a man's family into this. I I tweeted about this earlier, and it's just, you know, yes, people went over the line with taking shots at Matt Scorer's family. It's completely unacceptable. That doesn't change the fact that 
this guy just needs to be cut for a pathetic performance <laughs> last night. It just and honestly, just overall, just a poor season. I mean, the guys, the guys, terrible. Um, you know, and he, he's not a starting center. He doesn't need to be a starting center. He, he clearly just doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Um, okay. You know, and the Ravens need to go ahead and learn from tonight or last night, and realize that, like, you know, yes, it was a monsoon, but. <laughs> Dude, you you start with the ball in your hand. Like, the ball's literally in your hand to start the play. (laughs) All you got to do is snap the ball. And if you're you're a center, you snap the ball every single play. Like, yes, there's a a very, very small line there for for mistakes. But a mistake shouldn't be happening, what, eight, ten times last night? It's ridiculous. (laughs) So, you know, and then I went ahead and followed up uh followed up on the uh, on the tweet said congrats to the dipshits that took shots at this guy's family because now we're stuck with him. <laughs> um, you know, I mean the truth of the matter is there's absolutely no chance in hell that he gets cut now. There is literally none. Because the Ravens are going to try to save face and they're trying going to support their player, which understandably that's what practically any team would do. You know, you got to support your player through this. And, you you know, you recognize the fact that he had a bad game and he admitted that he had a bad game. But it it, it just – your center can't have bad games. Well, you know, just just look at what the – look at what the Buccaneers did uh, last week. Last week they got absolutely just trampled and demolished by the Saints last week. And then this week, what did they do? They moved Ryan Jensen on over to guard and had somebody else play center and snapping the ball to Tom Brady. And what did the Buccaneers do? Oh, they just put up 43 points. Yeah, I guess you don't really see how important a position it is until something like last night happens. And I will will say this. I haven't noticed if he's been good or bad or, like, indifferent for the whole year until last night. So I don't know. I feel like this season I've seen more bad snaps. Like even before takeout last night, mm-hmm. I've seen more bad snaps. You know, and they don't necessarily have to go over Lamar's head or five feet to the left or five feet to the right of him. Mm-hmm. I've seen balls like bouncing or balls at Lamar's feet that he's like bending over to grab, and it's just like it's taken extra time that it shouldn't to go ahead and set the play up. Yeah, I guess I have noticed, like, throughout the year a little bit that he's been saving some. And he saved a bunch last night. It would have been twice as bad if he wouldn't have saved half of them. Yeah. I mean, Lamar had one that was, like, five feet to the right of him, and he literally dribbled the football up to him. He bounced (laughs) it off the ground, grabbed it, and then he still somehow managed to go ahead and make a pass. And it was for minimal gain, but like he still managed to make the pass. It was ridiculous. I, I would like to like kind of defend him and say maybe it was because of the rain and like the crappy conditions we had last night. But then yeah. if you look at the other side of the football, I don't think they had one. Patriots didn't have any problems. They didn't have one bad snap over there. No. So then you, you look at that and you say, well, I mean, if they can do it, it's not like it's inhuman to be able to snap the ball in that rain. And I no, and I, I and I know that I know that uh, Bill Belichick went ahead and turned down the uh, turned down the speed on the fans when the Patriots were on offense. Of course, still, of yeah. course. 
I was almost, I was, at one point I was almost thinking, all right, why don't you start with the ball in your hand on the ground? Why don't you just leave it there and push the line forward and let Lamar go up and pick it up himself? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because one, one, one snap it had nothing to do with the rain. He just like spiked it in the ground, like an inch behind his ankle. I was yeah. like, this is absurd. <laughs> yep. He might've just been in his head at that point. And he had the yips for the rest of the game, but some of those were terrible. So it was it was rough. Um, Willie Sneed ended up being their leading receiver, uh, five reception for sixty four yards, and he had uh, two both of the touchdowns. So, um, you know, once again, Willie Sneed has become the uh, has become the go to guy this season. And you know, while it's great that Willie Sneed's stepping up, um. <laughs> I think that just really speaks to what our season has become. Willie Sneed is our leading wide receiver. Right. You know, it just, it, it's not Hollywood Brown. It's not the, uh, you know, the, the rookie or the sophomore coming up and, and taking what he learned last year. And, you know, he gained all that muscle. Remember we were talking before the season started, look at all this muscle that he's gained. Look at how ripped he is, how shredded he is. He got the surgery on his foot, and now he's going to be so much faster. And, you know, he was making guys miss last year. Imagine what he's going to be doing this year. And uh, you know what he's done this year? You know what he's done? I'll tell you what he's done. That's what he's done. He dropped the ball. Jack. Dropped the ball? <laughs> he dropped the ball. Maybe all that muscle slowed him down. I don't know. I'll I, I tell you, say uh, – uh, I was thinking to myself because, uh, you know, it, nobody wants to hear about your fantasy league, but hey, what the heck? Um, I was thinking about earlier this season, I was thinking about, you know what? It's like, I, I wouldn't mind doubling down. Like, uh, I wonder if Rob Burns, since he's a, uh, since he's not a Ravens fan, if he would give up Lamar and Hollywood for uh, Patrick Mahomes and somebody else. And then this way I'd, you know, have the, you know, I wouldn't have the number one quarterback, but I'd have the number two quarterback in football. Plus I'd have, uh, plus I'd be able to watch the Ravens and, and cheer both ways for it. Mm -hmm. Thank God I didn't make that trade. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know. the, the Ravens are just, I, I mean, I know that we've got high hopes. I know that we are spoiled after last season's 14 and two season. But you know, they're a six and three team that looks like a three and six team. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean the the games that they won just like nothing really stands out as you know. It's just like that was the win that defines the Ravens season. As a matter of fact, that Willie Fee, Willie Sneed uh, went ahead and uh, jumped on and said that this this loss will not de will not define our season. Wait. You better find something to find this season because the fact of the matter is, is next week you got the Titans. You got the Titans in six days, and then in ten days you got the Steelers again. Yeah. So how about you let these two games go ahead and define our season? Why don't you go ahead and figure out what the hell we're going to do over the next ten days when we face two of the uh, better teams, uh, one being the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, I feel like you can only say that if they go and win the next two games. 
Yeah, why don't you let those two games define uh, define our season? Mm-hmm. And, you know, go up there and play Tennessee, and then go up to Pittsburgh and punch them in the mouth. You know, and let that go ahead and define our season. But this, this is just this is rough, man. This is uh, this is embarrassing. I, you know, it. it if I had to think of a best way to put it, I would go ahead and say that uh, they're playing like a bunch of scrubs. They're no Superman. I'm no Superman. I'm no Superman. Yeah, I agree. I think I think at this point we have to um, realize they're not going to be as good as they were last year. It's not going to be as easy. At least getting no. getting to the playoffs. We we've got to realize that it's it's not going to be an easy road, but uh, but we should still make the playoffs, win the games that we're supposed to, and we'll figure it out from there. Remember, all you got to do is get into the playoffs to have a chance to win the uh, win the Super Bowl. So, um, <clears throat> we're gonna have to go ahead and win those games. But in order to win those games, we're gonna have to do it without some key players. Um, so Nick Boyle is out for the season with uh, what looked to be just a gruesome knee injury. Um, excuse me, and when I say gruesome, I talk about the fact that, like, as soon as it happened, the pa- Patriots players were calling for help. Yeah. They knew. They heard something, dude. Can you imagine? Like, they must have heard his knee crunch or something break or something just like they had to I can only imagine what that sounded like. Yeah, I mean, I and I saw I saw <laughs> I saw that happen. I saw the Patriots player start waving the trainer on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I usually hate that because it's like, well, you're the one that hit him. You're the one that caused whatever happened there to happen. Yeah. So it's kind of like some of those guys do that, and it's like almost like a brag, like, "Oh, I hit this guy so hard, you better get your trainer out here." Yeah, I don't think that's what the case was. Well, I was thinking that, and then I saw the replay. Mm -hmm. This thing was, like, on the level of, like, I don't know if you saw um, Anderson Silva break his leg a couple years ago. Yeah. Anderson Silva breaking his leg. This goes back to, like, Sid Vicious breaking his leg in the ring. Oh, yeah. I'm glad he was wearing, like, a sleeve on, like, a long, you know, long pants and that sleeve mm-hmm. under his pants because I don't think anyone wanted to see what really happened there. No. It had to be gruesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and it's a shame, too, because Boyle started catching the ball. He started making some plays um, this season, too. So, he became more of a pass catcher, and he's still a blocking tight end, but the fact that he could go out in there and make some plays was, uh, was good to see. So it'd be interesting to see what the Ravens do, see if they try to bring in another tight end or if, uh, you know, maybe they end up playing one of the wide receivers at tight end. I, I don't know. Well, they might have some guys in the practice squad, right? And they got to, <laughs> I would imagine there's gotta be one, but, mm-hmm. um, still. All right. So, uh, so Nick Boyle out for the season. Uh, we may as well continue running down this list of injuries here. Uh, Brandon Williams uh, suffers an ankle injury last night. Um, and Harbaugh said that he's out possibly a week, maybe more. Uh, he refused to declare Williams uh, 
out for Sunday's game against Tennessee and said it, it'll be touch and go. But, uh, you know, I mean, if you're talking about possibly a week, maybe more, I can't imagine that he plays next uh, plays tomorrow or next week. No. So I think uh, what they're probably looking at is they're probably go ahead and rest him for the Titans game and pray for the best for Thursday's game. Um, <clears throat> which sucks because he is, you know, He's our run stopper. He's the guy who commands double coverage, sometimes triple coverage. Um, you know, he, he's the guy that will go ahead and swallow up two of the linemen. He'll swallow up three of the linemen, you know, and, and he'll still somehow manage to get to the running back or the quarterback. And, um, you know, if, if he's going to be out and we're going against Derrick Henry on Sunday, eh, it could be a rough game. So, um, alongside Brandon Williams, of course, we can also go ahead and mention Calais Campbell. Um, he did not play last night because of a calf strain. Um, I'm not quite sure how much I need my calf, but um, if he wants it, he can have it. <laughs> um, but basically, when Harbaugh was asked about that. So, there's some hope of him coming back next week, sounds like. Day to day, and we'll see about this week as we go. Mm-hmm. So again, not really sounding strong. I mean, you're telling me there's a chance is what we're going with there. Um, say another one of the injuries. Uh, Barry Bonds. No, I'm sorry. Uh, cornerback Terrell, Ter- Terrell, Terrell, Bonds. Barry Bonds uh, is going to miss a couple weeks with a knee injury, uh, according to John Harbaugh. So he was the one that went down. Um, and at this point in time, when I saw this injury, I was like, you know what? If I was one of the Ravens defense, I would fake an injury so I could get out of this game too. <laughs> um, but I guess he wasn't in fact faking it. He's going to be out a couple weeks, but not really a big loss there. Uh, this one's a little bit more scary. Uh, Marlon Humphrey underwent treatment on his arm, uh, saying he had some discomfort in his arm. Uh, he ended up finishing finishing up the game, so uh, Harville said he's going to be okay. But, you know, could you imagine we lose Brandon Williams, Calais Campbell, Marlon Humphrey? You know, it just like the defense that we thought – Jimmy Smith didn't play this past Sunday. You know, the defense that we thought was so solid, that was so strong, and now all of a sudden they're just dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. Well, this is only, only as good as your backup players, I guess. I guess. All right, um, just touch up on these uh, on the Ravens game itself. Um, you know, again, just a huge loss, devastating loss, but they got to just bounce back. And we got the Titans. We need to go in there and and win that game. If the, and uh, if the Bengals can beat the Titans, I think we can. Well, we need to win that game. We need to win that game. Maybe not necessarily decisively, like by 14 points or something, but we need to win that game by a solid touchdown or 10 points. Mm-hmm. Say, we, I don't want to see another game go down to the line. I don't want to see it come down to a last-second last second field goal. Unless, of course, it's us trying to kick the field goal. Then I'm okay with it. But I just I, I don't want to see it come down to that. Defense needs to tighten up. Um, you know, again – I'm actually okay with what Lamar's been doing. Metzger needs to get the goddamn ball to uh, to Lamar in the air at the chest. Um, you know, or at least knees to chest. Somewhere so that 
Lamar doesn't have to do acrobatics just to get the goddamn ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, before we close this out, so you can, can I tell you about my monkey knife fight? Bet? Oh yeah, sure. All right. So my monkey knife fight bet, uh, this week, I thought that this was a pretty good one. Um, so I had Cam Newton at less than 195 and a half yards. Oh, no. Uh, and I, I had to hit on all three of these things. So Cam Newton only threw for 118. So that was a win. Hmm. Um, Lamar Jackson for more than 195 yards. He threw for 249. That was a win. And I had James White for more than three and a half receptions. Uh-oh. Did you see James White in the game, Matt? I don't remember. So James White did have receptions. He actually had two. Okay. So, uh, because of the James White bet, I should have taken the under because I was feeling that it could have been three, mm-hmm. but I could feel like it would have been three at the very, very beginning of that game. And, you know, next thing I know, I'd be watching the whole thing, just praying to God this guy doesn't get the ball and that bet would be over with by, like, the second quarter. So I went with the over, and I should have taken the under. And he got you by, he got you by one and a half catches. Yeah, and what's a half so, catch? Yeah. Uh, it just basically means that you can't settle for three. <laughs> right. But um, but yeah, so uh, twenty dollar bet would have uh, would have paid out a hundred bucks on that. Mm-hmm. I might look up my monkey knife fight this week for the uh, see if they have any KBO bets going. Yeah, you think they will? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to uh, we'll have to check that one out. Yeah, I'll look into it. So, all right. Well, um, we're gonna go ahead and close this one out. Um, if anybody sees Des Bryant, and let them know that uh, the Ravens are looking for wide receivers. <laughs> uh, maybe go ahead and mention that to John Harbaugh, too. So, um, if you need to reach out to us, I control the Twitter handle of Bleacher Birds. Uh, Matt controls the Twitter of at Bleacher Matt. A um, little bit of a short episode for you guys this week, but, uh, you know, we're a little bit upset about the loss. Didn't really have a whole heck of a lot to talk about. And, um, you know what? We deserve a break every once in a while. So, anywho, uh, Baltimore, Birdland, Ravens, Flock, and beyond. Good day. He's coming off as as a uh, well, he's a bit of a prick. <laughs>